how we would demonstrate it through through what I say or what you guys do with it, and how how people would uh, react to it. Basically, I really don't care how people react to it. Basically, but um, my my story is more to do with my encounter with uh, with God, and uh, I don't know whether it will resonate with people or not. But uh, as far as I can say, yeah, I heard God. Um, people trust me. People don't trust me. That's their prerogative. So. So I I I I will uh, be only speaking on on these lines. So if it's cool with you, yeah, um, yeah, that is totally cool with us because okay. to believe in something uh, so great during such hmm. time, and I think people will resonate with that thing. Sure, sure. Come on, let's record it then. Sorry. Come on, let's record it. Yeah, great. It That's the spirit. <laughs> Just a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Done. Hey guys, it all started in um, uh, the January, in fact, the December of 2017. Uh, we had just recorded an album uh, then, and I never thought that those songs would come in handy in the next month. Uh, in January 2018, I was diagnosed with uh, with uh, acute lymphoblast leukemia, which is a which is a form of um, blood cancer. Um, basically, my thing is I'm not a big researcher. I've seen a lot of people going on net and googling stuff around things. That's not me. I I thought that I was hospitalized um, for 11 days where they did all those tests, bone marrow and other stuff with me. And during my time in the hospital, and I was there for 11 days initially, uh, before this news came to me, like... Um, a train coming at uh, 150 miles an hour, it struck me. And uh, I have a family, I've got kids and I've got a wife, I've got my parents, I've got my sister. So um, for, a, for a while, uh, I was taken aback as to, uh, well, I'm sitting in a cancer ward and I'm lying in a, in a, in a bed in a cancer ward. A couple of nights later, I was I was uh, um, I was being treated, and there were uh, some tests going on into the initial eleven days. And one night, it was pretty late in the night, I heard a voice in my ear which said, "You are on a protected path." I thought it is my just a thing that I want to hear it. Uh, so I was quiet for a while. I thought it's just my own voice, but then I heard it again. I heard it again, and I can't remember how many times I heard that voice, which said to me again and again that you are on a protected, you are on a protected path, you are on a protected path. And next morning I got up, uh, just because I'm a Christian, I I have a Christian worldview, so I read my Bible. I opened up the Bible, and the verse that I got that morning was uh, there's a book of Psalm in the Bible which says. I shall live and shall not die. And I will declare the glory of God. And I said, yes, God has spoken to me in the night that I'm on a protected path and I shall not live. I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the glory of the Lord. And that really encouraged me that that morning and the night um, encounter that I had in the night. Um, it really, really shook me of how how marvelous is God and how marvelous is his voice. Uh, 
just to get the other side of the perspective, which is uh, the medical perspective, I got my reports um, and uh, I was diagnosed with, it was confirmed, acute lymphoblast leukemia and I had around 85% of my blood which had these blasts. So my blood, the blast rate was around 85%. And we started the treatment. The reports weren't looking promising, but my my relationship was going uh, stronger each day. And the other day, uh, at the end of uh, my 11th day in the hospital, we had to do a test again. So there was a test of, of my spine fluid, which they used to call IT. So they, they, they draw spine fluid, which is quite painful, and uh, they did it. And I was discharged, and then there was the plan, regular plan, the first phase of chemo had started. So the doctor told me that you can go home. 2000 2000 January. Okay. So within January to January 2018. Okay, within few weeks your chemotherapy started. Yes, in the first uh, 10 days it started. Okay. Because the blast rate was 85%, which basically means 85% my of my blood has gone for a toss. Okay. So it was quite a serious matter, according to the doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, then I came back home and doctor said, you have to come at least four times a week to take your chemo. And that will go up to around, um, it's an 18-day plan, which will go up to, 28 days sort of a thing. 28 days, we'll have 18 sessions planned for you. Okay. So we started that. Uh, so eventually that report had, had to come. The last report that uh, I had to undertake. And that report came in my my wife, my mother and my sister who stood by me uh, and my wife, of course. They got my report. When I got my report, um, and there was a voice that came inside of me. And the voice said that don't look at the report. The, re- the report will not determine your faith, but the faith, your faith will determine your report. So I said, okay, God, I will not look at any of my reports. So I stopped looking. I had still not looked at my my slides or my biopsy or biopsy report. Till date, I haven't looked at it. Because I thought, I think and I believe that uh, walking with God is about obedience. So you need to obey what God says. So, so it was pretty clear that um, my faith will determine my reports. The reports will not determine my faith. So I carried on with it. And uh, the doctor said, you probably have to go for a, for a, a bone marrow transplant. So ask your sister to do a bone marrow for you. For, for donating a bone marrow. And we were ready, like, let's do a bone marrow transplant and this and that. One night we were praying. Our family has a, a evening prayer time, so we were praying. And my 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 sister, my own sister, my elder sister, who's quite, has a very strong relationship with God, mm-hmm. uh, she heard a voice and she said, you're not the donor. So doctor has told me, had told me before that if you don't, don't get a match, you, you'll probably get your bone marrow from one of the clinics in America. So I said, okay, we can get it from there, no worries. So I thought there probably is a donor in, in America. That night, my wife saw vision that Jesus is on my back and he's touched me on my back. And 
I heard a voice that you don't need to find donor. I'm the donor for you. Next week we went for a we went for a bone marrow tra- report. Do- you know what doctor said? Doctor said you don't need a bone marrow transplant. Your bone marrow is better than a healthy man. And I could I could not believe as to what God was showing me beforehand. What my reports were. I mean, I could, I could, I could get all the reports up front before it, the final report used to come from the doctor, and he kept reminding me, "Your faith will determine the reports. The reports will not determine your faith." So I kept on going. I kept on going, and then they said, "You know what? The cause of your problem is the cause of your problem is uh, a genetic mutation. So some of your genes." Are supposed to behave in a way, but they have they started producing another sort of protein, which is t- turning into uh, tumors. And when the tumors blast, it it turns out to be a, uh, a lymphoblast leukemia. That is the cause of your disease. So it's basically genetic mutation, mm-hmm. and it never gets cured. It will never get cured. Another thing, another testimony which I could share is that the medicine that I had to take was for like. A month's medicine was costing me around one lakh sixty-seven thousand rupees, and uh, you know that night when we bought this medicine, I got it on a discount for one lakh fifteen thousand. And uh, I'm from an upper middle class family, so uh, uh, so we were just wondering as to like, and it's gonna go for a while now. He told me like you've got to take it for three four years. I said okay. You know that night. We saw a vision where Jesus was like God was providing, and says, "Don't worry, I've taken care of all your providence." So I had never worried about money till that. Uh, God has always taken good care of me. Next morning we went. We said we need to buy that medis medicine. You know, we got that medicine until that I get this get medicine get that medicine for fifteen thousand rupees. So each and every time he used to tell me, "This is going to happen tomorrow." So don't worry about it. I've taken care of everything that you're looking for, or what, whatever your needs are. It's been taken care of. Uh, I just kept on taking my um, my treatment, and the doctor said, "Your mutation can be taken away. It's it's going to be difficult for you to get rid of the mutation." After six months, that was in July to 2018, I had to go for a mutation test, which is uh, BCRABL. Testing, uh, it's a blood testing that tells you. You know, generally the doctor, my doctor, my my oncologist uh, used to come to visit me in the daycare around eleven um, thirty. Once he had addressed to his OPD patients, and then used to come and meet people who were undertaking chemo. That morning he had some spring in his stride, and he came jumping at nine thirty. I had just admitted. I was just admitted for my chemo session at eight o'clock in the morning. And nine thirty, I see him coming with a paper in his hand. You know what he said? He said, "It's unbelievable. I could not believe." I said, "What happened, doctor?" He said, "There is zero percent mutation in your blood." And I looked at my sister and said, "Don't you see? God is so good. Like he told us this last night that I have taken care of genes. Your, your, your mutation has been taken care of. You don't have to worry." He said, "We we are still concerned. We'll do it another six months. You know." We did another test in December 2018. Yes, what? All the reports were fine. The doc, God was fine. The doctor wasn't fine. I I totally agree. They come with a with a mindset and and the medical trends and analysis that they 
a day or two. I did that testing again after six months. Again, normal. 2019. Again in December, everything normal. And the doctor said there is no mutation in her body. I said, praise be to God, if there isn't. And uh, every time I used to sit there and talk to people. Uh, you know, the best way of getting rid of any sort of problem. I mean, cancer is one one disease. You know. What I believe the name of God is bigger than any any cancer. The problem is with mankind is we look at the problem and we go to God and say God has got a big problem. I think we've got to turn it around. We've got to go to the problem and say we've got a big God. It's what you are amplifying makes the difference. Are you willing to amplify the problem? Or are you willing to amplify God? That's a choice that a man has to take. I went the other way around. I went to my problem and said cancer. The name of my God is bigger than you. I've got a big God. You better take care of yourself. Otherwise, if He comes fighting for you, you will be running for for a quiet corner. And God has been so gracious since then that within six months, I was able to join my work. Um, first August 2018, I joined back. Helen Hearty. Since then, by God's grace, I've been keeping well. I was on a maintenance plan. Uh, which got over in January this year, 2020. And I've got a go-ahead. Uh, within six months, he said, you are leukemia-free. And I only want to thank God for uh, everything that he told me. Until date, he holds my hand and guides me the way he does. And each and every song, if you talk about the song or, or the compositions that uh, me and my band have done, were a great inspiration for me when I used to drive to the hospital and come back. Uh, turning on those songs used to inspire me and believing that uh, you, I mean, hope is in your hand, you know, pretty much. Uh, you have to make a choice to be hopeful or hopeless. So uh, I, what the message that I can probably give to people is don't give up, don't give up. But people say it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. But I would really confess this 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 day that even if I would have died, God is still faithful. It he does not need my validation to be the one he is. Mm-hmm. Thank you.